The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Great to see all of you here this morning. It's been a while and a great joy, great joy. Uh, Father Peter would have been here, but he received a shipment of kiwis last night. So he's, he's in the rectory. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's, uh, <laughs> he's uh, cannibalism. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, he's, uh, he's down in, uh, in Whitefield, so we kind of switch places this weekend, so I'm, I'm here this weekend uh, celebrating the Feast of the Epiphany with all of you. Pope Benedict, rest in peace, he writes, The lowest type of freedom is choosing between good and bad. The highest type of freedom is the ability for human beings to know the indicative state of dignity that God's free grace has gifted on them, and then to take their lives and give them back to God. So the lowest type of freedom that we can experience in our lives is probably the freedom that we most experience in in our daily lives, which is choosing between good and evil. And hopefully striving to to choose the good, choose God. But the highest type of freedom is realizing the grace that God has given to each one of us. And saying, God, you know, you've given me, you've gifted me, myself, you've gifted me so much. And here I want to freely offer it back to you. And Pope Benedict, he writes this in the context of the Annunciation. So Mary's yes to the angel But today we're celebrating the Feast of the Magi, and it's also the Feast of the Gifts of the Magi, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh that they offer to the God-child. 
And, and actually, in most places in the world, except for the United States, actually today is the day that you give gifts. Not, not Christmas, but today is the day that, that gifts are given. So I do remember when I was a young whippersnapper, young child, and it was Christmas Eve, and you know I was thinking, gosh, I haven't gotten anything from my mom for Christmas yet. And so I, uh, so I, well, back this up a little bit. On our on our dining room table, we always had paper napkins, and they were always strewn all over the place. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to make a napkin holder for my mom. Right? So I run into the garage and. Literally in like five minutes, I nail three pieces of wood together, boom, 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 and I wrap it up in newspaper and throw it under the tree. Next day, mom opens it up, and obviously, obviously, you know, wow, amazing, what is this thing? <laughs> and, um, and there, you know, so there is this, this uh, napkin holder, right? So I had to explain it to her. <laughs> and, you know, and I've given my mom a lot of gifts over the years, you know, I've given her gold necklaces, I've given her, you know, bottles of wine and t-shirts and sweatshirts and, you know, all sorts of things and uh, sometimes gifts that, you know, I've seen in the garbage a month later, <laughs> you know, I, I went to see a psychologist for that, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, it's amazing. This gift of the napkin holder, today it still sits on my parents' breakfast room table. It's been painted blue and some figure has been glued onto the side, you know, as kind of the years have gone by. Um, actually, when I was visiting my parents about six months ago, I noticed that the nails were a little loose, so I, I fixed it all up. And, and, uh, um, anyway, it still sits there after some, I don't know, you know, 37 years or something. It still sits there on the breakfast room table. And, you know, you think, you know, our Lord asks us to give. Our Lord asks us to share our life with others and to be a gift for others. You know, but the... The trick is we don't know what gifts are going to last. You know, we think, well, this gold medal, this gold pendant that I'm giving my mom, you know, this will last forever. You know, we'll put it in her coffin with her. <laughs> you know, but no, you know, who knows where that pendant is? But you know, some napkin holder that took five minutes to make. <laughs> you know, there it is, still surviving throughout time. Our Lord asks us to give, and we don't know how long those gifts are going to last. You know, this feast that we celebrate today, the Feast of the Epiphany, the story of the Magi who travel a distance to find this God-child. You know, we have the moment of the shepherds. The shepherds themselves, they are out in the fields, minding their own business. You know, all of a sudden... There's a choir of angels that appears to them and says, Hey, the child, the Savior, has been born, you know, swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. Go into the city and you will find him. Easy peasy, right? Super easy, right? Out in the field, walk a short distance, and there we find the God child. Sometimes encounters with our Lord are easy, they're present. Maybe sometimes we've had just kind of a moment. We've come into the church, knelt before the Eucharist, and, you know, all boom. Like we've had this deep encounter with our Lord. Sometimes we have these easy, simple encounters with our Lord. And we wish that all of those encounters were easy. But the Magi, they had to embark upon a long and arduous and slow journey across the desert 
in order to encounter God. Sometimes encounters with God are easy and short. Sometimes they're long and arduous and difficult. And this journey of the Magi required a lot of themselves. They're leaving their territory. They're leaving what they know. They're leaving what they're comfortable with. You know, every night they're having to pitch a tent. Every morning they're having to take down camp. They're eating food by a campfire, which for some people might be enjoyable. <laughs> but they're, they're out of their comfort zone. They're, they're experiencing hot days and cold nights as they journey through the desert. And on top of that, they're following a star. <laughs> An unknown reality. They don't know where this is going to take them. They're just, they're following a star. And so this journey, this long and arduous journey that the Magi are experiencing requires perseverance. Right? I'm sure that there's doubt that enters into their head. Just the normal difficulties of having to journey from one place to another. Right? Because every exodus, right? the leaving of your land, right? every exodus is a sacrifice. And every encounter with our Lord requires an exodus, requires a leaving behind of the old. And what are we going to encounter at the other end? God only knows. Because ultimately, every encounter is an encounter with God himself. These magi, you know, they're there journeying. You know, what will they find? You know, the great unknown, right? Probably even amongst themselves, right? There's probably infighting and bickering as they journey across the desert, right? Because as we all know, where two or three are gathered, there is bickering. (laughs) And, you know, and there they go. There they go. They go wandering and they go in search and they go to discover. And even Herod, you know, Herod invites them to continue their diligent search. Their diligent search. Search. Continue search. Obviously, he's doing it for his own personal unholy motives. But he says, continue your diligent search. And so our magi are following a star. Following a star, actually, from our first reading, we can kind of assume that maybe they came from Arabia. Obviously, there's a lot of opinions about that. You know, I know St. Augustine says one thing. You know, personally, I follow scripture. <laughs> but um, our first reading actually talks about the gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh coming from Sheba, right? so from, uh, from Arabia. And, you know, and they're following a star. They're following this, this natural phenomenon. Right? The, you know, we're not quite sure what the star was, a conglomeration of planets. You know, some have said a comet or supernova. Um, but whatever it is, here they are following this natural phenomenon. But the star only takes them so far. They arrive to Jerusalem, and there they ask Herod, Hey, where is this king of the Jews? Right? Where is this, this great king that we're supposed to be discovering, that we're supposed to be finding? And then Herod gathers his, his experts, gathers the scribes, and that's where the word of God comes in. Scripture comes in, and they read from the prophets, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, no means the least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. 
The natural world, creation, can only take us so far in finding God. We also need the help of God himself. God who shows himself to us. God who reveals himself to us. That God continues to walk with us no matter where we are in our life. And for me, the beauty of these, of these magi is the humility that they exemplify. Because they go where they are led. They go where they are led. They have in their mind, I'm looking for a king. I'm looking for the king of the Jews. And when they eventually arrive to Bethlehem, you know, well, a simple house, right? It's not a palace. <laughs> they, don't, they don't walk in and find a king sitting on a throne. They find a baby sitting on his mother's lap. But they go where they are led, and wherever they are led, that's what they accept. Whatever it is that this star, whatever it is that scripture has revealed to them, they, have, they go with an open heart and they accept whatever it is that they are offered. And this long and arduous journey that they have embarked upon is what has brought out their gifts. They encounter the, the Christ child And they bring the best of what they have. They enter into the house. They prostrate themselves. They offer homage to Jesus. They offer homage to the God child. And they simply worship. They simply worship. And that's exactly what we are doing today in Mass. We are here worshiping God. So often, we can ask ourselves... You know, and as a priest, I, I get asked this question. I get told this a lot. You know? I don't get a lot out of Mass. <laughs> I don't get a lot out of Mass. Well, what are you putting into Mass? <laughs> what are you putting into Mass? We come here to worship God. We come here to offer ourselves to God. And maybe in our own individual lives... There is this long, arduous journey that we have embarked upon. And we're wondering, you know, where is God in the midst of this particular difficulty, this particular struggle that I'm experiencing in my life? Well, do I bring this to Mass? Do I offer this to God? Do I bring this, this struggle, this doubt that I'm experiencing, do I bring this to God? And say, God, I don't quite understand what's going on, but here I offer this to you. This is what I have to offer to you. They worship. They worship our Lord. And it is then that they freely open up their treasuries and they offer Him the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Right? The very best of what they have to offer. But actually there's something a little bit greater that they have to offer, and that is their very selves. They offer themselves, and they offer an open heart to receive whatever it is that this little child wants to offer them, whatever it is that God wants to offer them. And they're open to receiving that. And this is the sign that God has been found. They open their treasuries. They give freely. 
They give to whom they have worshipped. They don't count the cost. What are they doing by offering their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh? By offering themselves. They're giving back to God what God has given to them. Right? However it is they came, they were loaded up with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. However they came, that, that came into their possession. They're freely offering that right back to God. And that's the ultimate gift of freedom that God invites each one of us to live in our lives as well. These magi have searched for God. They've searched for the king of the Jews over land, over water. They've traveled a great distance. And God appears to them. God speaks to them in a dream. So they have, they've been following a star, so God is speaking to them through this star. They encounter the God child, and now all of a sudden their hearts are open to listening to God in a new way. And they hear the word of God now in a dream. And the word of God to them is to return to their country by a different way. Because every encounter with God will never leave our life the same. And we will always embark upon a different road. Know, brothers and sisters, that as have we have rejoiced at the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, so by leave of God's mercy, we announce to you also the joy of his resurrection, who is our Savior. On the 22nd day of February, will fall Ash Wednesday in the beginning of the fast of the most sacred Lenten season. On the ninth day of April, you will celebrate with joy Easter Day, the Paschal Feast of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the 21st day of May will be the Ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the 28th day of May, the Feast of Pentecost. On the 11th day of June, the feast of the most holy body and blood of Christ. On the third day of December, the first Sunday of the advent of the Lord Jesus Christ, to whom is honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. On this day when the Magi from the East did homage to the Christ child and offered him bounteous gifts, Let us, dear brothers and sisters, humbly present our petitions to the newborn King. That the church, like the star of Epiphany, will draw the world to worship Jesus Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our civil leaders and all the leaders of all nations of the world, that they will be enlightened by Christ and enact laws that promote truth, justice, and lasting peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That Christian communities of the Middle East may receive from the Holy Spirit the strength of fidelity and perseverance to overcome religious persecution, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have left the practice of the faith, who struggle with doubt, that they come to recognize the love Jesus 
in the Holy Eucharist, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of William Schultz. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirm and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join in the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Through the mercy of God, rest in peace. For the health and healing of Ryan, we pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, who brings salvation to the nations and desire that no one should perish, hear the prayers of your faithful people and grant that we may never be separated from you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 